Yay! The kids are finally asleep. So do you feel like... I've got a feeling a boss fight's coming up. Ooh, I just got wrecked. Headshot, baby. Ooh, it's your turn to get the baby. So are you up to the challenge? Run, 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 run. And we're dead. That's when I realized I have no idea what I'm doing. GG. Welcome back to the KJ After Dark Gamer Parents Podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm joined by my co-host, Joanne. Hi, I'm his wife and his partner in crime. And we're gamer parents and we have two kids and we love gaming. And this is where we talk about our passion as well as our life. Yeah, so a lot between uh, gaming and family. And that's kind of a lot of the topics that we talk about. Uh, If you are new here, we do make a point of playing a new game to us uh, every week. And then we talk about that game as part of the episode. So um, we'll talk about Forza Horizon 5 uh, towards the end. Um, but we do just kind of want to give a brief overview of who we are and what we do and uh, also include that the best cl- best place to find us and follow what we're doing is probably over on our Discord. Um, that's the best place to see what we're playing currently and maybe even play some games with us. And the link for our Discord is in the podcast episode info. So if you're wanting to come check that out, uh, check the podcast info and it should be in there. And don't forget to follow us on social media, which is Instagram at KJ underscore after underscore dark. It's mostly handled by me. And there are some cool pictures from um, in-game screenshots, as well as our game room and our lives, whatever we're celebrating. So do check us out on Instagram and give us some likes and comments. And also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to give us a good five stars and maybe a solid review. Um, That would be awesome. But now that we got that all out of the way, you know, I was thinking earlier in the week kind of about a topic that I thought would be interesting to discuss here. And Joanne and I haven't really had a chance to talk about it much before this, so it'll be interesting to hear some of her thoughts on this but we have a a three-year-old is our our oldest now and his experience with video games so far has been extremely limited but i know probably coming up to that time where he'll get his toes wet in a couple of games and um i'm sure he'll want to try some of the stuff that he sees us playing and not that we really play much in front of him but um i'm sure he's gonna experience some of that at some point and just kind of thinking about how we can start him off and the best way to kind of go about that and obviously we're not going to let him jump into mature rated games or anything like that um but just kind of thinking about okay well what games can he try when he kind of gets to the age where he wants to do that and as parents what do we need to be careful about and what games do we want to make sure he doesn't have access to and which ones would he be okay having access to and so far at this point really the only game he's played is fall guys i want to say right yeah, I mean, considering that we ourselves started gaming kind of like around elementary school, or did you start earlier? Probably, yeah. I mean, I guess like seven, eight. But I think kids nowadays are starting even younger than that. That's true. That's because um, technology has advanced so much since, you know, in the 90s. And yeah, um, I don't know. That's that's a good question. I know there's like... Um, 
what do you call it the saying that violent games and stuff like that are not appropriate for kids and they'll make them violent um there's a lot of that kind of sayings out there right um but i don't think that's true i mean even though you're playing warzone and stuff like that i you're far from being a violent person um you wouldn't even go hunting <laughs> yeah i mean i think there's a idea out there that people play shooting games then they might have an obsession with guns or weapons and want to hurt people and i feel like that's very far from it for me yeah then again i didn't really start playing shooting games until i was at least a teenager i would want to say so i mean i, I don't know if that would have had a difference if i were younger and started playing those kind of games but definitely it's probably had less of that kind of an impact on me and yeah i think i'll let him start with games like you know um sonic the hedgehog or i think Super most Mario. probably like most nintendo games too yeah. so like i think i'm thinking when he gets a little bit older you can have like a switch or something where you can play a lot of games on there that are more or less harmless i mean i think a lot of these games have the ratings that they have for a reason so i think there's still a lot of games out there that would be fun for him to play that don't have all the gore or you know crude stuff or crude humor or <laughs> or all that kind of stuff in there you know that we won't really have to worry about and then also i think at least for me like because i'm also really interested in in games like i would be checking out like what he's doing and what he's playing you know like if he has a, a game that he's playing i'd want to like watch him or like play it with him or help him or that kind of thing just because it's my hobby too so if he's ever into games like i want to be right there with him so i think it'd be really difficult for like something to go under the radar yeah and i also think like um he'll probably start um playing wii the wii games with us probably sometime this year because he's really interested in like stuff like bowling and i don't know basketball is there basketball it was like the wii sports yeah the wii sports that's what i mean like he's doing a lot of sports stuff outside right now um so i really think kids his age um would enjoy those kind of things you know we, in front of a screen and then from there he would like start to like playing games and kind of he, explore he kinda more seems <laughs> like the type he's super curious about things and mm -hmm. he likes to learn and be challenged intellectually yeah so i feel like once he's introduced him to video games he's just gonna latch on and like really get sucked into that just kind of the same way we did at some point but um, we just have to plan and, and think a little bit about how we want to do that and, and what games we want to put in front of him in the first place. Well, right now he's actually playing a few games on his own, like the Octonauts game on his, we call it blue one, but it's actually... Amazon Fire. Yeah, Amazon Fire. Has a bunch of like child or kid games. Yeah, um, and he enjoys those. And even the Ping Fong ABC 1 through 3 games. I know it's not the kind of games we play, but hey, a kid's got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, those are more just educational too. But mm -hmm. And then he's played Fall Guys, I know. Yeah. It was more so just watching his character run and jump around and not really winning. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think he really cares about that. He was more just having fun yeah. controlling his character and kind of using a playstation controller for the first time mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i played rayman before when i first started yeah so this this got me also thinking of like how we want to plan our children's youth 
as far as what they're exposed to. But it also made me wonder, you know, for you, how did all that start or happen? Or what was the first few games you remember playing and were they violent games? Yeah, they were pretty safe. I mean, I started playing games like Worms. Worms seemed not as violent. I mean, it's like, yeah, the worms were shooting at each other and stuff like that. But there's physics, you know, involved where you have to aim right um, at a right angle to get to the other worm and stuff like that. Also, it was very cartoony. If yeah, I it's very that. cartoony. So it's not that scary of a thing. And this, they sound really cute. And then there's Sonic the Hedgehog. I know we were like collecting the, what do you call it? Circles, the rings and yeah, stuff rings. like that. And there was Super Mario that I played with my brother. Um, Rayman. Those were like the mile games, like the earlier parts. And then we did have like a few racing games, like Need for Speed. And obviously that's going to be what I'll compare it to with the game of Forza. the week. Yeah, Forza. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would say like in the earlier years, and then as we go on, move on towards high school and college and then the games change slowly to like grand theft auto um call of duty doom warcraft all that kind yeah that's, it, a, that's another thing like i think at least i remember from growing up and i was a 90s kid so this is probably like mid late 90s that i'm remembering the most it wasn't didn't seem like there was that many games that were gory or like that were more for adults i do remember doom which i think was the first doom um but the graphics were pretty bad i mean pretty compared bad, to today's yeah. standards so like it's hard to make a realistic gory game like back then during those times so it was like even if there was like blood and stuff like it wasn't wasn't realistic it wasn't like it didn't have like that lasting impact on someone and you know you didn't see the images when you close your eyes at night like it didn't really scare people like uh some games do nowadays in the horror genre or even in like the you know uh, gore and blood and guts. Well, games. only when we were younger, but not when we were in high school. In high school, there was I remember vividly like there was Resident Evil, like the early ones. That... Yeah, but I feel like if you're if you made it to high school, then you're old enough to not let that stuff make as big of an impact. True, compared to a three year old, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. More, I'm. And plus, our son's at the age of three. I'm more worried about like the. Th three to ten age range than high school at least yet yeah we'll see how he gets through his first few years yeah especially since like this is for gamer parents um i mean this podcast is mainly targeting the gamer parents around so i would assume most gamer parents are around our generation the 80s 90s kids instead of the 70s or 60s you know yeah and i'm sure your children are probably around elementary school too yeah, I mean, if you have kids and you've started introducing them to different games, you know, curious of what games those were and kind of how you um, control any of that. And if you if you are worried or not worried about any of that and what things you look out for. Yeah, games aside, I would think social media would be scarier than games <laughs> like Probably. Snapchat and stuff like that. It's really hard right now to, you know, really monitor what the kids are up to. Well, plus online games, that actually got me thinking about it a lot of online games now you just have like party chat or voice chat mm -hmm. and you know anybody could be talking to kid. your kid yeah. yeah like among us 
Yeah, but that doesn't have... No, but it has in-game chat that sometimes yeah. needs to be censored and stuff like that. Yeah, and people can just type whatever, they can say whatever, and so you really have no control over what your kid's hearing. You just kind of throw, let them jump, hop into a game with random strangers and let them talk any way they want. So Yeah, and our three-year-old could already read, so it's kind of hard for the chats to be yeah he learned some bad words that way for sure yeah if he reads those yeah so just thinking about like that versus when we were kids like online games were extremely rare rare maybe like only on the pc and yeah so there was you were way less connected to other players than you are now yeah and wi-fi wasn't there yet <laughs> well i mean like before we went into school and stuff like that so yeah multiplayer it, means next to you like a split screen person you yeah know? so this kind of got me thinking about like my childhood and i think so my parents were not gamers at all um you know and i had a nintendo 64 and a playstation and you know i was into trying a bunch of different games and this was back in the the days where blockbuster was still a thing and like the the main way you would try a new game is you'd you know go down to Blockbuster, which was in walking distance of my house, and rent a new game, and you get to play it for a week. And so that was how I played a lot of new games without having to buy them. And I think up to this point, pretty much every game that I had played and that my parents had seen me play was relatively safe. But there was one day where I don't know if I felt just extra rebellious or what, but we rented Grand Theft Auto. And maybe I didn't really know like what it meant or what it was about. And I don't even remember how old I was. I probably didn't even know what Grand Theft Auto meant, but ended up playing the game. Um, I wouldn't say I wasn't enjoying it at least a little bit. Um, <laughs> that was until my parents came to my, into my room and like saw I was probably mugging somebody or beating somebody up with a bat or something. And they were like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? Um, and they immediately took the game and took it back to Blockbuster. And that was That's the funny. end. I think I got to play Grand Theft Auto for a few hours. Um, Wait, how old were you again? I was probably like nine or 10, maybe. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I was still a kid. Um, and that was like the first time, I think, in their eyes that they saw like, wow, there's actually games out there where you go around mugging people or beating people up, like Kevin's, innocent people or stealing cars and Kevin's wild side. all kinds of stuff like that. So <laughs> they were like, oh my gosh, he's going to turn into some violent monster. And which I totally, I get people thinking that and stuff, but obviously that didn't really happen. But I think that, I, that also time. opened up their eyes to that. Okay. Maybe there are video games out there that like we shouldn't be letting our son play. And, and so that was kind of the realization for them and me knowing how a lot of video games are nowadays, I know there's stuff out there that we don't want our three-year-old playing for sure. Yeah, and by the time he's like in high school, virtual reality would be like more mainstream than it is right now. And he'll be playing different kind of games and we'll be sure to hop in and learn all about that before he does. Yeah, generations are so different. And just thinking about how different we are from the generation above us and our parents, It'll probably be as big of a difference between us and our generation and our kids, which is kind of scary. Just wondering all the stuff that they're going to know and realize that we're just going to have no clue about just because of the generational disconnect. Yeah. And I'm so excited to see what technology has to bring. Yeah, I want to stay up to speed with it. I don't want to get left behind. I like knowing what's coming with new technology, but maybe technology isn't the thing of our kids' generation, but 
maybe something else is gonna go light speed ahead and we'll be left behind on that but what was that technology show is all, all about right now what was the show on netflix again the one dark something huh? oh black mirror yeah black mirror yeah it kind of like what do you call it? Foreshadowing of what's gonna happen to gaming and stuff like you just put something, a button on your head and then woof. Oh yeah, well a lot of those like if you've never seen that show, a lot of the episodes are kind of centered around futuristic, some futuristic thing that happens mm-hmm. that like changes society and how people function really day to day. Whether out. that's like a huge focus on social media. I remember there was one episode about that. Oh yeah. Was, like at there was kind of some days where I think like, hey, that could actually happen. Exactly. I mean, I actually think that like dark mirror, a black mirror, I mean, it's... Yeah, I think it was like, there was even one where it was like, whether or not you get a promotion or like get a job is based on like your social media score and like how much how people like likes. you. So like everyone was just, it was so important in the world that they live in that people like them. Yeah. And that's currently what's happening right now isn't it like influencers and stuff like that kind of it was just still kind of scary and sad to watch at the same yeah time. it is it is but anyways if you're a gamer parent and you have any feedback on what we just discussed about put it in a comment on youtube or join the discord yes. and put a message in there and we'll love yeah. to talk about what um your thoughts are versus ours or we would could easily learn something from a lot of you parents out there if there are any listening yeah and moving on to the game of the week which is forza horizon 5 it's recently available on game pass and it's also the game that we've been playing for two weeks instead of a week because last week our um, podcast recording got corrupted and we had decided to just record about it this week instead of redoing it all over again and we got to play it for another week so i'm excited to talk about it and kevin you seem to really like this game a lot so do you want to share more about it before we jump into our category ratings and stuff like that yeah i would start off by saying it's definitely one of the higher quality games on game pass so if you are a game pass subscriber it's definitely worth checking out there's no additional cost to you if you're already paying for game pass so it's definitely worth that at least um you know it is if you're not familiar with forza games they're all racing games um this is the most recent in the series and graphics are pretty amazing they're oh, really yeah. really good um they did get an award for like visual outstanding visuals okay i'm not surprised um yeah the graphics are pretty good uh, seems to be almost regardless of your settings but um yeah that's like one of the first things that i noticed about it uh and it's it's also open world which i know we both kind of like that aspect of it mm-hmm. there's not really a whole lot of open world racing games i don't yeah. think i've ever played one although i don't i haven't racing games are not usually my cup of tea every once in a while i'll play one but it's definitely not my go-to genre or even ones that i'll step back into that often occasionally we have the racing itch you know um hop into a game or maybe put put an old one in but but i just like how like you know, it's it's just different. Like even when you start doing the tutorial, um, you actually like drive out of a plane, right? And then you go onto the ground, and it's like 
The whole thing is so um, very dramatic and dramatic. Yes, yeah, they make it very dramatic. Um, which for me, so the intro, which is what you're talking about, where like, yeah, that's like a plane like flies over a road and like, you know, the hangar door opens and you know, a car drives out and that's where you like take control of the car and start racing. Like, it's it's almost like it's part of a movie and this is like the intro and also like the tutorial that kind of kind of how to drive, but um it hooked me for sure like you go through a series of like driving different cars like you get the bronco and you get the I Corvette, love the bronco and you get another car that's insanely fast but i don't know what it was but anyways like that with the graphics and the music that kicks in throughout like this whole sequence oh yeah the music is awesome it's like very indie slash hip-hop alternative rock yeah it definitely like it gives you like that arcade feel again and like it gets your adrenaline pumping, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's just, I don't know, the intro like was really cool. It really hooked me and kind of got me interested in the game, and then once you get through a couple of really short races in the, in the intro, they put you, they drop you in the open world setting. Yeah, and, and then you have a lot of quests, right, in the open world, like you can choose to free roam and earn points through drifting, and then there's like quests for you to to knock signs down and and take pictures yeah there's a lot of things you can do like in the the open world um there's like these key points you can search out and find there's races all throughout the map that you can do there's even like these jumps and ramps that you try and go off and then if you go a certain distance you get like points and stars for that so uh, there's like a drag strip that you can race down and if you hit a certain mile per hour you like get awards and stuff yeah um, and it's so diverse it's like at one part of the map you're in like a jungle and in another part of the map you're in a desert and then you're in a city it's just like the diversity of locations in within the map itself in the open world is just amazing as well like it helps you kind of want to explore more because i think you get points as well for exploring like i remember like roads explored yeah like roads driven or areas discovered and that kind of thing and every challenge that you do like you get xp points and you gain levels which isn't necessarily for your car it's, i guess it's like your account and then for every level i think i think you get like a wheel spin and the wheel spin you either get money or you can like unlock new cars through the wheel spin i got a couple of good ones that way or you can get like cosmetic stuff for your character but anyways like they give you a lot of free rewards and i like the wheel spin idea because it's puts you on the edge of this edge of your seat hoping you get like that nice car in there or you know the you know fat stack of cash in there to go buy a car that you want so i like the wheel spin idea because it's kind of like a mystery you don't know what you're going to end up getting uh, and not to mention throughout the whole thing you know even when you're just exploring the open world or in races the music is like it's really good it's like music i've like never heard before it's not songs that that we're used to but it's like kind of once you makes it feel like you want to keep moving because the music is like pumping the whole time i don't know if you felt that same way <laughs> yes i do i do feel that same way and then i don't know if like the music played on your screen is i mean on your computer is the same as the ones that played on mine i think it's different right Probably i think different. it's randomized yeah, yeah. So sometimes I'm like humming to a different song and he's like rapping to a different song or something. <laughs> Definitely not rapping over here, but 
nonetheless, the music is good. I do wish we could hear the same stuff at the same time, because then I could be like, I like the song, and see if you like it too. But anyways, yeah, the music is awesome in this game. Also, um, also very realistic as as far as like the the driving feel, the location, and the car. It's the not car like is you, hot. yeah, it's not like you can just like drive as fast as you possibly can and like make every turn without like crashing into a building or something or other cars. But like you actually have to be smart about how you drive like and i haven't really played many racing games in a long time so the ones that i played when i was younger were way less realistic and everything could turn way better than it should and whereas in this one like you really have to slow down if you want to make the turn without like going flying off the map and they're really smart about like not using a whole lot of walls on like a lot of the tracks i noticed so you can't just like use a wall to stop you if you uh, don't want to break or slow down. Like it's way more penalizing if you don't drive the right way or the way that they're trying to get you to drive. Yeah, and I think the only thing I don't really like about the game is like um, the characters don't look realistic. I mean, they put so much effort into making the car look so smooth. You know, like visual-wise and and even the location, the scenery and everything looks so good. But the drivers, <laughs> they look like, I don't know, something you see in Sims or, you know, like really stiff. Um, that's the only part of the visual that I think they lack in. That's true. Although I think during most of the cutscenes, like I'm looking at the cars. Because there's cars like in every cutscene. At least that I've seen so far, I'm not really paying attention to the characters or what they're saying. Like so far, the story isn't really that interesting. Like I just find myself looking at the cars and admiring how cool they look. Yeah, and you're mostly racing while I'm mostly doing like the storyline or the quests. So I see the characters more often, you know. Yeah, um, sure. And another thing I don't like is that, like, for certain races, it it says that, like, you can't use this car for this race, etc. Which is frustrating because, you know, when we played it only for, like, a week or two, you don't have that many car collections. True. And also, like, whenever you would join a race with me, you would be forced to use the car that I'm using. Yeah. Which didn't really make any sense to me because you have your own car collection. You like different cars than I do. Like, I think you really don't like the one that I use most often, but it would force you to use it anyways, unless I, unless I picked a different car, which I wouldn't necessarily want to do, but I kind of ended up doing that. Both kind of do okay in the race, but is there was some kind of weird thing, so I like, didn't really make any a whole lot of sense to me, or like, maybe we'd join a party together and then I would try and start a match, but if she was in the map or something yeah, like that, this... it would like kick her out, like it wouldn't let her join. The multiplayer... Um, kind of part is kind of not as weird, good. Yeah, there's yeah. some weird things that the kinda game buggy. does. On it. Not necessarily buggy. It seems like they did it intentionally, but it's just more annoying or like. I just don't like being kicked out every time. I just pull out the map. It's like okay, you join my team, and then I turn pull out the map to see where you are, and then next thing I know, I got kicked out of his team, and I'm like, why? <laughs> I just wanted yeah, to see I think the map. Like, like when I when I start a game, like a little button comes up like for you to hit enter to join it but like it's not that noticeable right yeah it's not noticeable and a lot of times like you wouldn't see it or if you had the map open you wouldn't notice it you know and then it would go away and it would kick you out if you didn't accept it exactly so, like every time you like have to re-invite you and it's definitely not a quality of life 
Yeah, I would say if this game is like better off solo than multiplayer, in my opinion. I mean, there is like a co-op style and a PvP style, but I don't know. I just think that it's not necessary, even. Yeah, I feel like it's you don't really get the a lot of benefit of playing with a friend or a spouse in this game like you do in other games. If if anything, like the whole party experience thing and trying to get to a certain part of the map together like just kind of slows the whole experience down. Um, not that you're slower at it or anything, but it's like trying to make the party thing work and get into matches. It doesn't really seem to suit like playing with other players very well. I feel like it's better for someone who just wants to play the game by themselves. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And and judging by how you prefer to play the races and I prefer to play um the open world kind of quests, I would say like it it would suit if you're either um Kevin style or my style of person, then this game is for you to play. I just don't like getting into the competitive mode of racing like after a whole day of being tired and you know being with the kids and cleaning up and doing chores and it was just a bit too much on my end but hey i think it's all depending on what um kind of person you are yeah you like the more laid back games you know that you can just chill and relax and don't have to really stress about whereas like i like games like this and warzone but warzone's probably even worse at this of kind of keeping you at the edge of your seat and like keeping your you know, uh, blood pressure elevated and all that because you're worried about what's going to happen. And then racing games, you know, if you take your hand off the keyboard or controller for a second or look away for a second, like race is over for you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And um, back when I was a teenager playing racing games, I mean, I played racing games before like Need for Speed when they first came out in the 90s slash early 2000s. Um, I used to play a lot of them with my brother and I also like playing racing games in the arcade before but those were like so long ago and it's funny how when when you were a teenager and when you're an adult with children um, your stress levels or tolerance um, towards stress um, could have changed you know um, so I yeah. think like this kind of games are not as fun as I Imagine it when I was younger. I remember I used to love playing these kind of games, stress-inducing games. But nowadays, I'm more like a MMORPG kind of person. Yeah, if you think back to when we were kids, I feel like we didn't really know what stress was until you become an adult and you have a job or kids or both. And like I think like some video games were like the only times where you really get to feel like that stress mode. And like now we get a lot of that during the day. And once the kids are asleep, it's like it feels so much better to just play something relaxing or simple or easier, like slower paced. Yeah, games. maybe yeah, maybe Game of Thrones should have a t shirt that says can life or can adult gaming mode on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's not I guess the open world part is kind of like the chill part of the game, but it's also you get that adrenaline going when you're driving 200 miles an hour, yeah. trying not to crash into a tree or something. And the cars are pretty, so, you know, like when you want to drive your dream car, this is the game to play. Oh, yeah. So 
you know, my my car is like 15 years old, and I'm at that point where I'm looking at what other cars are out there, and you know, I like racing games somewhat to the point where like it it's nice to think about driving a fast car or like something you know, a little wild or exciting or fun, right? So like I I know what cars are out there and kind of follow you know what's the newest fastest car out there, but um, so if you like cars in that same way, then definitely check this one out because that's one thing that I like. It has a lot of the cars that I like or that I'm a fan of that are in the game that I would probably never be able to drive, yet in this game you kind of get a chance to. So if there's any you know dream cars that you have, there's a good chance they're in this game. And you know, maybe maybe that'll be the closest thing you'll get to driving your dream car i i hope you get to drive your dream car one day but you know if if you're not sure about it hey at least you can in this, this game so i decided to put my money my in-game money into a car <laughs> and soup it up and i chose to go with the dodge viper and just went like tons of horsepower and like sacrificing traction and control for more horsepower wait was this the same car that i i was using yeah this is the one that you hated um borrowing from me because you just it has no traction it. yeah it has very little traction oh but like tons gosh. of horsepower yeah i did not like i think you could see me rage quit on our stream video <laughs> yeah that happened a few times but you just you, you just couldn't control the power I know I was like drifting non-stop and I'm like trying to tell people like this is not how I drive in real life this is horrible in here <laughs> yeah but man that car was fast and it's it was fun to drive but it was really hard to control and not good on corners and definitely not good off-road or in the dirt but a lot of fun yeah sure we move on to our rating <laughs> yeah yeah sure before I get into that car too much um, actually one other thing that I would add uh, I know we talked about the different challenges and modes um, or races that you can do, but there were a couple other modes that they had that were definitely worth noting because it's yes. not all about, if you're in a game where it's like all about racing, it can feel really repetitive, um, which they definitely do have. It's, it's a car racing game. They definitely have races, um, but there's a few other modes that I came across while playing that I thought were interesting. And one thing I didn't know, they actually have a battle royale mode in Forza. Um, I don't know if other Forza games had it, as this is the first one that I've played, but they have a Battle Royale match that you can join, and you, know, you get car upgrades. So like, you start off with a crappy car, but you can find better ones to um, kind of upgrade to, and then you can challenge other cars, and if you, you have to race them to a certain point, if you beat them there, then you eliminate them. You know, And that's how you eliminate people, and, and then the map gets smaller, the circle that kind of closes in and you don't want to be caught outside the circle or else you can get eliminated that way too and it's literally just like a battle royale like what you'd see in fortnite or warzone or or any of those other battle royale games where it's a circle that closes in and you challenge and eliminate other players along the way so i've never seen that in a in a car game before but that was definitely interesting how they decided to put a battle royale mode in there and, and kind of pulled it off other modes though that we came across um they'd have like a infected slash survivor mode where like one team would be infected you had to like kind of tag the other survivors to like get them infected too and once everybody's infected the game's over 
Um, so that one was kind of fun because it's not just about racing on a track like you had to hunt down the other other players and like crash into them that was different a nice little like breath of fresh air from just the regular racing mode or just exploring the open world and they had another one very similar to that that was like a crown or king and slash king peasant game where someone would have a crown and then you have to like take it from them then whichever team has the crowns for like the longest amount of time would win so like different modes like that that were like interesting and just kind of got to do something different than just the regular racing but that was all i had to add are we uh good to hop into our ratings now oh yeah sure sure all right cool so for convenience which was our first category for this one i'm giving it a nine and that's because there's so many different things you can do in the game as far as just exploring the open world you know doing the uh the different challenges there the only part where it's not very convenient is like in the races because obviously if you're in a race you don't want to stop until you pass that finish line um, if you do have to stop during the race then oh yeah you're gonna lose that race um, but otherwise like if you're just in the open world if you're traveling somewhere if you're doing some random challenges out there you can pretty much just like stop at any point you know you can hop in and out of the game for like 30 minutes at a time and get some stuff done it's not like you have to dedicated for for a full hour or two to get anything done so i felt that was pretty convenient um, so that's why i gave it a nine what about you joanne i gave convenience a seven i agree with everything you said there and the only reason why i gave it a seven is because for the multiplayer mode i didn't think it was that convenient because of how easily i keep getting kicked out of the convoy or the party that we're both in um and also i just think that it's not that convenient when I'm racing and and if the baby cries it's just kind of more of a you know like I have to lose the race and just lose points or something yeah I think for me I just felt like of the majority of the time that we were playing it we weren't actually in races we were either moving from one racetrack to another or you know just exploring the open world um, you know, or like working on our cars or looking at what cars we wanted to buy and all that kind of stuff was like easy to jump off of pretty quick. So I think that was why I think the convenience was a little bit higher for me. Okay. But the uh, next category, communication, and kind of how Joanne hinted at earlier, it almost felt like it didn't really matter, like if we're talking to each other at all while playing this game. And yeah, I totally feel that communication not really needed which is not really what we're looking for in you know, a game that we want to play together like we want to get something that makes us talk to each other and so that's why the communications on this list not very good for this one giving it a two what about you i'm giving it a one with the exact same reasons only point being why it's less than you is because if i have to use your car and and if things don't go well and then I end up getting upset at you <laughs> because your car is horrible. Um, I you know just it's don't like, know how to use it. No, it's, yeah, fair point. I don't know how to use it, but it's also not my car. So I don't know. Yeah. I just think that like it, it depends on how you are with your spouse. If you're playing it together and if you're playing a PvP mode, this game could actually like bring up some heated conversations, I would say. <laughs> 
Yeah, not there, the kind that you could... There wasn't a whole lot of interaction between me and you. I think mainly because I was in the front of the pack and you were Ooh. usually bringing up the back where we couldn't even see each other. Oh, yeah. Rub it in my face. Yeah, that's where you minus the points in communication, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is, it is a very competitive game and I don't know. I'll just give it a one because it's not necessary to compete with your spouse after a very long day. Yeah, I uh, completely agree with that one. Next category is the story. Uh, it is a racing game, so I wouldn't really expect a whole lot in terms of the story. But they do have a little bit, uh, but I'm giving it a three just because it's not, didn't seem very strong. I didn't really get that far into the story, but so maybe I don't really have the right to give it a, a rating. But at least the part that I did really didn't capture me. It was like, oh, let's go find this barn that has a car in it. And, you know, we'll go find my grandfather's last car. You know, and um, it wasn't really that interesting. I was like, hey, let's, that sounds like an average weekend for somebody, I'm sure. But it uh, wasn't really that interesting to me. So I just ended up doing other stuff like after that. So story didn't really get much from me. What about you? But you're never a story person to begin with. I mean, even in Lost Ark, you don't really like read through the storylines. <laughs> yeah, like some, some games, right? I do really like the story. But the story has to be really good for to, me to, to really it. like it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, like if I like the gameplay more, then I'm going to speed through the story. I feel like if you want to indulge in the story and really like take your time to let it like read everything that they say, listen to everything that they say, skip any scenes or anything like that, then yeah. you're giving up I'm like playing the game actually in combat or something like that. So that is true. I feel like it has to be story has to be better than you know combat or the racing or the action parts to make me want to pay attention to the story. Otherwise, I'm going to skip through it and get back to the game. Yeah, that's how I think about it. I see, but I'm not like that. So I like to read the story. Uh, I'll give it a five on story. I mean, I would say it's average, but it's. I mean, it's a racing game and you just, you know, have to give the developers uh, um, some credit for trying to put it in a story. I mean, it's, it is pretty dramatic. Like, I like the quest where we have to um, beat the stuntmen or stunt drivers, motorcyclists, stunt cyclists. Oh, that one is pretty cool too. Yeah. So then you're like chasing the airplane with your car and then you have to... You know, like yeah, these two motorcycles like drop out of the back of the airplane and then you start racing the motorcycles. And yeah. then at one point at the very end, like one of the guys on the motorcycle goes off a big ramp and then just deploys a wingsuit and then you're racing this guy on a wingsuit. Yeah. So that's the story part for each quest is different. Like, I just I love that story. I didn't really consider that story at all. Like, that's just they make it, it feel like an action movie. Yeah, it is some story, that though. is action movie is story for there's no, me. There's like no characters and like there's no character development and like no, we're not learning literature. <laughs> but it is it is the story for me. It's like for each quest, like I have a quest to like take a picture and stuff like that, and then they will like tell me a story in the back, like someone's gonna go, hey, I really need this picture for this magazine or or stuff like that, you know, and. Is that the story that you like? Because I hear that and I don't want to do that story. No, I'm just saying like it's it's more of the quest that has like the characters are like there's a narrative, what do you call it, a narration behind it or what's going on. It's not like one complete story of the whole game. 
it's kind of like okay this quest is based on this story and stuff like that or okay you know so i would just give it a five i think it's average i mean like kind of like oh, okay there's a story they tried and it's dramatic the music is nice so yeah story all right that's fair um now on repeatability i'm giving it a nine because i feel like most Racing games have fairly high repeatability between all the different tracks you can do and all the different cars you can play as, and every race feels a little bit different. Uh, I guess probably the only part where it kind of lacks is, at least for me, I'm not huge into racing games, so like once I play a racing game for like a few days, like I'm good for like months. I, I very that's why I very rarely buy racing games, and I'm only playing this because it's on Game Pass. Mm -hmm. and because we're already subscribed i would usually not purchase racing games just because i kind of tend to get bored of them a lot faster than other games so repeatability i think is is high probably for most people especially if you like racing games if not then maybe you'll probably still have a, an issue with feeling like you can really repeat this one um, but at least as far as racing games goes there's a lot of different tracks a ton of different cars ways you can customize them a lot of different things you can do within the game. I feel like there's a lot of content out there to kind of keep yourself busy, which is kind of why I'm giving it a higher score for repeatability. But what about you, Joanne? Yeah, I give it a higher score to um, eight for me. Okay. And also for the same exact same reasons, you know, like you have like a lot of tracks to explore in this game. You have a lot of free roam stuff and also competitive stuff. I remember like older racing games you would literally okay pick like one of 10 tracks pick like one of 10 cars and that was it <laughs> like you would race to the finish line and then if you won congratulations you won if you lost you lost then you would just pick another track and another car and that was it like there's obviously a lot more in it in this game than a lot of the other racing games that i've played so with that in mind had a pretty good score yeah um, now, next category and last category is fun, um, just general in, in terms of how much we enjoyed the game, um, giving it an 8. Oh, so wow. It's pretty good. I mean, at least I'm just comparing it to other racing games that I've played. So higher on the spectrum of fun, I think just because lately I've been looking at more cars that could potentially buy and kind of gets me daydreaming about some of the ones that I wish I could drive. And then I kind of get to so like it's kind of a cool point in my life where I kind of get to test drive some of these cars. So like the Corvette and Supra and the some of the cool Dodge Challenger Chargers and cars like that I had a chance to drive before, but get to in a game like this is pretty cool. Yeah. What do you think I'm, about the fun? I'm a review there, but I'm giving it a a six. Because I'm going to give it as, like, from a game of mom's point of view here, especially after a stressful day with the kids. I mean, if I was, like, younger in my teenage years, this would probably be a 9 for fun. But right now, I think as a gamer parent point of view, I, I think it's a 6 because it's kind of stressful to play sometimes, you know. It's not really the most laid-back kind of game compared to a lot that we've been playing. So I give it a six. It might be your cup of tea, like what Kevin said. He he likes to see the cars and stuff. I'm not really a car person, 
and I just enjoy the scenery, but there's a lot of games with nice scenery too. So yeah, a six is what I'm giving it. Is that okay? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're definitely not a car person. And I think I would probably conclude this by saying that it was fun for a little bit and definitely worth downloading because we have Game Pass, but probably wouldn't purchase this one otherwise. Um, probably won't come back to it much, but will be one that I definitely remember. Yes, it is a memorable game and definitely worth a try if you have Game Pass. So my total is yep. uh, 27 out of 50. And mine was a 31. So not extremely high, but not horrible. And we're close. Yeah, and we're only off by four from each other. So pretty close on this one for sure. But yeah, that wraps up uh, everything we had to say about Forza Horizon 5. I hope you enjoyed it. If you wanted to check us out playing the game, we do have a couple of, of live streams on YouTube um, that are there if you want to check out the YouTube channel, KJ After Dark. Uh, on that note, we stream every Tuesday at 9.30 Central Time. So this upcoming Tuesday, I don't know what we're going to stream yet, but we will be streaming something, and it will be the game that we talk about in next week's episode. So come uh, join us, hang out with us uh, there on YouTube on Tuesday. Yep. Anyways, that's all we got for you this week. Talk to you next time. Bye.